The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Excuse me, the bell does not dismiss you. I do. But backwards, because class is the beginning now. What? I don't know. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm God's favorite. And I am Stevie Wonder. And this is The Read. Thanks for coming back. There's a ribbon in the sky. Mm-hmm. That's my one of my, like, favorite, 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 favorite songs definitely favorite song by the doll mm-hmm. yeah it's a good one it's a me, but really great song stevie wonder has so many fucking classics stevie wonder is the classic that is just the classic you know undisputable one of my most favorite musicians of all time extremely talented living legend stevie wonder so yeah Dread icon. Give him his yeah props today shout out to the doll um well it's another week uh, we've decided to return, although not sure why. I mean, I think our job's done. I think that the work is complete. <laughs> We're technically under contract, but you know, who knows oh, about when that girl is up. <laughs> there's that. Right she will expire one day though. So, mm-hmm. um, well, uh, do you have a check-in that you'd like to give the girls? You're back to being a student mm-hmm. slash doctor what um (laughs) and it happened pretty much immediately that i had to get back into my regular life but um i've honestly still been processing everything over the past week it's like every day i feel like i have some new understanding or it's just hitting different yesterday i went out and i just found myself like i kept saying (laughs) i know i didn't want to i felt obnoxious but i kept being like i don't know ever since i met beyonce like such and such has been different (laughs) Like, I don't want to be that girl, but I do genuinely feel that way. So that's fun and festive. It's been harder also to do schoolwork. It's been very much this feeling of like, girl, for what? A master's degree for what? You are playing games. For life. You don't don't have to do this, but yeah, I'm only a few months away. My cap and gown just came today. So yeah, I'm going to try to focus on that. But yeah, it's been harder to get back to my real life. It's like... I Understand. feel like I should be reveling in the it's been hard the for mm-hmm. me as well, and I don't do much of anything. Okay. Well, what is your check-in? How are you? Um, I'm good. 
the thing about me is, you know, I think I've made this description. The devil and I, we're kind of like anime rivals. Mm. You don't watch anime, so that... Sure I do. Name one. I've seen some. Uh, Legend of Korra. You've never watched Korra. And Korra's you told me to name one, barely one, And I did. Name one okay. you've watched. Steven Universe. Close enough. Um, <laughs> oh, no. So, Sailor Moon. You hate it. Sailor Moon, it doesn't count. Yeah, I did. But I still watched it, and it's still anime. So I'm Steven. And, like, the universe is White Diamond. Maybe. White Diamond, yeah. Mm-hmm. There you are. Oh, wait, I just rewatched it. <laughs> Yeah, okay. like the, <laughs> the the diamond, like the reveal of White Diamond. Oh, yeah. such a cunty villain. Mm-hmm. Truly was. Oh, she's so great. Anyways, and I still, still want a Black Diamond storyline. Come on, Rebecca. Voiced by Rebecca. Solange. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so listen. Um, life has been trying me. But it's fine. You know, it has a way of doing that. When things are going up, life, the devil is like, let's just fuck with her. And so it's like a little bit of that. And then I I had to like, what's the word? Um, I had to sulk a little bit. Oh, okay. Time sulking. Why are you sulking? Oh, because life, I'll get into it. But just life is trying. Oh, okay. Over the weekend. Oh, okay. Got you. Even getting prepared for this, this recording today. Oh, technical issue. Why isn't the mic breaking? Where's my SD card? I bought three. Why are they? All of that. And I think that, you know, something I get easily agitated, especially when it comes to work, where it's just like, Queen, you're not, like, you're not working on finding the keys. You know, like, it's, it's an entertainment. Like there aren't like a line of of people outside waiting for, for food or like some sort of emergency. Right. You know, you're not like a dog. This is an open heart surgery, right? <laughs> it's a podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. We're chill, sis. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And then one thing is just like, oh my goodness, agitation. Oh, and then when the expected solution takes place, it's like exhale. Great, do the thing. I have to work on just, I guess I have to work on my loop song. Mm-hmm. So that's what this weekend was. And again, I have to say thank you to Beyonce because I'm just like, ultimately, Beyonce knows who I am. And I met her and she was uh, pleasant and, um, uh, why am I upsetting it? It's just like I had to just like give myself an hour to sulk, play some Final Fantasy, and then I was like, get your eyes up, find something to do, or something that gives you some energy. That's really challenging. It's really hard, but like I imagine with practice, it comes perfect. It's not practice makes perfect. Ew, is that what this is? Okay. Yeah, I'm imagining that if I practice saying, okay, girly, you're allowed your feelings, sulk, pout to yourself for 45 minutes to 60, 
watch Drag Race, which I need to catch up on, by the way. I'm so sorry. And then jump. Then, you know, play with the dog in the park. Then draw. Then log on to Steezy and dance. Something. Mm. Because I am tired of being miserable. <laughs> like, I don't wanna! I don't wanna! Mm-hmm. So what are you, what are, like, now I'm trying to figure out what I can, how, the ways I can be more active in getting over humps. Because a lot of the humps that keep me down are manageable. You know? Life's got real curveballs. Like, real, where I am I? I'm drowning curveballs. Some of the things that happened over this past week, eh, agitating. Valid in my frustration, but let's breathe. Let's have a healthy snack and let's get mm-hmm. into it. That's what I'm trying. And okay. again, very admirable goals. I just want to be honest with you. It's kind of like, what's there to be sad about? Well, I mean, <laughs> if that was all there was to life, then yeah, but she'd be doing her thing. Black excellence. This week, I would like to give honor to a few people. Jennifer King. Jennifer King is now the first female coach for the Chicago Bears. She's been hired as an assistant coach. The Chicago Bears are 103 years old, so that's fun and not problematic. Uh, Jennifer made history in 2021 when she was hired as assistant running back coach for the Washington Commanders. That made her the first Black female full-time coach in the history of the NFL, also ancient, you know? Jennifer began her career in football back in 2018 with an internship with the Panthers of Carolina. Uh, she's worked at Dartmouth and in the Alliance of American Football in the past. And yes, now she is over there coaching for the Bears of Chicago. And I'm hoping that everybody's giving her support and respect and being mm-hmm. professional. Yes, Shop congratulations to her. That's major. Morgan Price made history by setting the highest ever score recorded by an HBCU gymnast. That's right. Morgan Price, she finished second place during a competition with a score of 39.275. It was also her personal best. Um, so when it comes to HBCU gymnasts, right now, Morgan mm-hmm. Price is that doll. She's history maker for high cyber score. Yay. And lastly, I wanted to shout out our girl Gabby Gabrice the Debay is oh, yay. all pregnant and stuff. She's <laughs> oh, pregnant with so twins. Cool. Um she and her husband Brandon are expecting two children. It's kind of a see I know like I got like a third person I know right now is pregnant with twins. Yeah, you know another person pregnant with twins. Oh, duh, yes, I was Alex. Be- yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I was like, do you really? Hmm, who might that be? It really it slipped my mind for a second. Um, but yeah, did you see her response to my congratulations on her page? I did. That cracked me up. That was hilarious. <laughs> She's so funny. She, for those of y'all, didn't. Like, I said congratulations to the page, the announcement on her Instagram, and she said something to the effect of. 
<laughs> she was talking to her husband that morning. He was like, yeah, we're having twins and that's great and everything, but I'm the proudest of Crystal and Fury for getting to meet and experience the Brandon was like, are you serious? I know he was like, girl, take a nap. I'm kind of I mean, they both said they get it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. I mean, absolutely not. <laughs> like, mm. First of all, she's so funny. <laughs> anybody, she's like, anybody that can carry a baby to me, magic. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Okay. It just, the things I learn every week almost mm-hmm. about pregnancy and what it does and how it does mm-hmm. hats off it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> y'all got it good for you love I hope I'm uh, wishing you a safe and uh, what's that word safe healthy pregnancy and delivery yes. of two yes, human good beings luck, at once my god yes and I wanted to say before we moved on into the topics Another part of Black Excellence. I went to the Love Ball this weekend. Oh, how's A drag show hosted by Shea Coulee, starring, of course, Shea Coulee, Money Exchange, Taste, La La Reed, Lux Noir London. It was so fun. Girl. I had VIP tickets. So we got to meet the girls beforehand. Finally got to hug Shea, which I'm like, is this really my first time meeting you? But I think it literally was. No, we interviewed Shay on the podcast. What are you talking about? No, but I mean, like... In drag? In per- that was... No. It, I'm talking about in person. Like, did that happen in person? Yes, Shakula came to. How the many place. years ago was it? It was a while ago. Okay, but she we well never... long enough. If it happened before the pandemic, Annie don't remember. Oh yeah, so for sure. If it you was were so at- good to see. <laughs> it was so good to see Shay. Um, and I got to talk to Monet. I was like, listen, our listeners really want us to work with you and Bob, like the crossover yeah. thing. The girls are trying to make that happen. Everybody is super busy, but you know we have heard y'all. About that, Monet and I talked about that very briefly. Uh, I got to tell Lala Ree what an icon she was, how much I fucking love her. I love everybody um, you named, like literally. Yeah. No, the show was so good. The show was excellent. Like, For sure. They had a few group numbers, but then, of course, everybody did their own thing and just lived. But also, as like a special surprise, they brought out Junami. <laughs> Junami. Junami <laughs> <laughs> Muse. Okay. <laughs> As I'm t- tripping over her name. And then she brought out Candy. So it was oh, the both wow. of them. Oh, it was just, I said, oh, this is peak. It was so, so, so good. That I had so much fun. fun. Even though it was standing room only, I still had a good time. Oh, so, yeah. you know. You know you I wanted was... to go. Once <laughs> 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 you get past the pool, like 33, 34, and you spend money on some standing room tickets, but you want <laughs> To be. I really wanted to go. Yes, <laughs> right. really, yeah. really wanted to go. Right. Um, and it was worth every fucking penny. I I know they only did a few cities, you know, schedules and all that, the logistics of touring. But if you got to go, congratulations to you because you saw the same excellent show I did. And so, yes, I just wanted to say Black excellence to all you beautiful Black drag queens who did your thing and put on one hell of a show. It was just so, so excellent. So... Yeah, wanted to say that. Shout out to the Black Drags. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, it was so good. God, it was good. All right, let's get into some pop culture very quickly with a section that we call Hot Tops, the Zone of Interest. Um, Where to begin? So, uh, I will not be covering Risa Tisa, Risa's Pisa. Oh, God. Thank you. And who the, the, who the fuck, fuck did the I marry? Sweetie. 
I'm already trying to catch up on One Piece, which is approximately 1,100 episodes long. <laughs> I don't have this kind of time. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't. I don't. I don't. Like, I don't have time for a 55-part story about a nigga that you know. That you, in the first video, you're claiming, hey, y'all, I was real stupid. Ignored some blatant red flags. But here's the story of a nigga who played me over in my face time and time again. It's like, I don't have, I don't have 500 hours for this. I don't. Parts. I do not. Ten minutes apiece. Eight Mm-mm. hours. No. Eight no, 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 hours no. of a story about a fuck nigga. Hours. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I could go through our inbox if I wanted to read stories about fuck niggas for eight hours. I don't but, try. you know, I'm I'm glad she has amassed this huge audience and hopefully she's able to I'm turn not. that into you know, make that work in her favor. So I'm not mad at that. But am I personally going to get invested? I don't know when I'll have eight hours to do that. And somebody's going to have to put it all in a YouTube video. I'm not no, clicking, they've done it. They've done I'm it. not clicking a thousand videos either. So they've done that. It doesn't make it any it less like daunting. And, and, and I've watched it. I promise you, Crystal. I mean, it's like 35 or 30 something like that. And event, that was when I was like, you know what? I have shit to do. And this story is not going anywhere. (laughs) So far, it's just like, all right, this is the story of like an extremely long-winded, delusional woman with chronic hiccups and how she made poor decisions when it came to an egg. And it just wasn't getting to the gag part for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to try to finish the videos on Twitch just because that could be fun for us. Oh, like stream it live. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll sure. probably Your watch the remainder that. of it on my Twitch page oh, maybe yeah. tomorrow. Your people will love that. <laughs> um, but I'm telling you now, if this story does not end with that nigga um, <laughs> revealing that he's Megatron, leader of the Decepticons... Bye, good night. Followed by him transforming into a jet and taking off into the sky, like that one gift you love. Um, oh, oh, I do love that gift. Then I think I'm going to sue. I might press charges <laughs> if it doesn't turn out that this nigga is oh, like, wow. you know, mm-hmm. like he has to, he's going to have to rip off a, a, his mask in the end and reveal that he's Red Griffin or something. I, I can't. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, I think I'll you see. ought to just prepare yourself. You prepare yourself to be mad now. Yeah, but... no, I think I will be <laughs> upset. But, you know, if I'm upset about it on Twitch and we can do it, you know, that'll probably be fun for somebody and then it won't be for absolutely nothing. But uh, just so y'all know, I made it to about the part where she started calling the ex-wife or something. And I was like, this just sounds like a lot of lying niggas in the hood. It sounds like a lot of. Mm-mm. Like pathological liars, narcissists. I don't. I'm sorry. I listen to people tell me about their shitty relationships all day, every day. I research and writing and case presentations and case conceptualizations all the time, getting going fully in depth into fucked up things that have happened to other people. I just do not have it for Risa Tisa. Maybe one day though. Maybe after I graduate, I'll go back and watch it. God bless her. I'm sure the girlies are in her DMs, you know. Tyler Perry is probably, you know, in a bathing war. That's not true. Yeah, well, I did see all these... You want to adapt a story, you want to write it themselves. 
No, because then he has credit to another writer. <laughs> He's not going to do that. But I did see that a bunch of brands have offered to do stuff for her. Like, I don't know, maybe they were supposed to go on a trip to Europe or something. And Yeah, she did say to offer to fly her first class. And She said great. she really wanted to go to London and she really wanted to go to Paris. That was part mm-hmm. of the story. And then he, like, made up a fake trip itinerary to make it seem like oh going. wow yeah. oh niggas are dastardly yeah. <laughs> oh that is so fucked up and i was oh, just like i'm sorry wow you're so regular like you really just wanted a regular black conservative picket fence ass family which with whoever the fuck and that was cemented to me mm-hmm. no shame when you said you wanted like you were dying i've always anybody who knows me knows i want to go to london and paris paris i'll give you because a lot of people a lot of americans don't know how ghetto paris is until they get there mm-hmm. london <laughs> it's a little musty but it's fun it's festive it's more just beautiful it's got like mm-hmm. all the things you might want to see or expect to see yep. but it's also a place <laughs> like, it's also just a regular place so, yeah. Um, anyhow, there, there's that. God bless her. And yeah, I hope that she does get some free trips to a couple places and, you know, move that bus, whatever. Hmm. The SAG Awards were this past weekend. I saw many gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns, sexy gowns. Everyone looked great. I had no idea what was happening until I saw the gowns. Um, but it is like award season, so duh. The mighty divine Joy Randolph. Randolph? <laughs> Why did I say So close. <laughs> Still scooping up the things for the holdovers. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. Mm-hmm. Deserved. And then once again, Miss Iowa DeBerry of the Bear. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a comedy series. Oh, I love this for her. Right I really, really do. And that's actually just reminded mm-hmm. me of that read that got erased that I can, I will do again. Um, oh, you will. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot about it. But you know what? I remember now. Why not? Why not? Yeah, why not? Uh, so congrats to the girlies. What else is going on? As you may be able to tell by my tone and pacing right now, girl... <laughs> I met Beyonce. I don't care about this. Normani has an album coming out finally. She's getting ready to release her debut. And I saw this when uh, a photo of the album cover came scrolling down my TL. And it's her on top of like a rocket. (laughs) (laughs) I'll start something. Ride something. (laughs) Um, She opened up recently to share. That while her solo hits were taken off, her parents were privately battling cancer. Her mother was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2020. Her father was diagnosed with it a year later in 2021. Yikes. Oh, my God. Uh, quote from here says, fuck all this. is bigger than the music. It's bigger than what I'm trying to accomplish. This is life or death. All I wanted to do was be, be there for that. So she's just been, you know... Dealing with life and her person. And now she's, you know, prepared to put some, like a full length 
project out, her first solo project since leaving Fifth Harmony. I feel like I've heard the rumor of them possibly doing another Fifth Harmony album at some point, but Fifth Harmony was never oh, really wow. my, my band. Like, I, I like a couple of their mm-hmm. songs, but I never actually got into, like, full projects for them. I think I was a little bit too... I don't want to say too old. Obviously, like some of this. I just never... I kind of missed out on a lot of the stuff. I know they have, like, Yeah, it wasn't for me, because I thought... Following. Weren't they British, too? Mm-mm. Who am I thinking of? What's the British girl group? I think you think of Little Mix. Little Mix. Okay, that's the one oh. I thought she was in. <laughs> Why? Um, Fifth Harmony, I think, was put together on, like... Not the voice... But one of them shows by Simon Cowell, like how, what's that other one called? One Direction, like one, uh, you know how like One Direction well, was, was on voice. one of them TV shows? Yeah. But they like were mm-hmm. made a group on TV. Got you. Yeah. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sure like the Fifth Harmony is the, the female that. Mm. Well, I mean, I was probably whenever this was airing on reality TV, I was very over the whole that's what singing I'm competition, too. boy groups, girl groups type of Me too. thing anyway. And I always ever just knew her as like the black one. So X Factor. X Factor. Yeah. That's so my show. support of her has always been like, oh, the black one from that group. Um, I think there are two black girls in Fifth Harmony. And no I liked, ooh, I loved Wild Side. I loved Such Wild Side. Song. So good. Yes. Such a great so. song. Great video. I'm wishing her the best because mm-hmm. I think that she has like, I think that she has something to offer. And she's sexy and she can dance. And it's really just about whether or not this music is good. But yep, that'll be it. The number one factor will be like whether this music is good. But yeah, I'm rooting for her, especially, Same. you know, your parents having cancer back to back like that. And this is at the height of the pandemic that you're dealing with that at the same time. Like, like fun. That's great. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Yeah. So good luck, Normani. We're rooting for you, girl. Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. 
Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. What do we have? Princess and Ray J announced divorce again. I was gonna say, haven't they been divorced? I thought they got divorced like eight times. Oh, I think she keep threatening to leave and then keep coming back and over and over. Well, I can't take this seriously. Let me know when it's dry. <laughs> like, God bless y'all. I don't. <laughs> like, girl, you should have been left that nigga. Like, I hope you really are leaving this time because I can't. I don't know why you stay with Ray J all this time. You don't take anyway. nothing. Serious. Like these, mm-hmm. like the clips that I have seen of them and moments I've watched uh Love and Hip Hop with them together. I was like, how does this man not just make you want to he must make you want to snatch out his eyes every mm-hmm. like constantly? He yeah. he's just and I I couldn't tell if it was just like when cameras are on and that's how he is when cameras are like he turns into this or that's how he is all the time mm. but it was like even if they weren't arguments like he might she might just right. be having like maybe venting about one of the other girls or her losing her dog or some shit and he would just turn it into being dorian on Moesha's. like what nigga be yeah. serious for something. <laughs> so and what's really crazy is he might be worse when the cameras are off there's that who knows yikes <laughs> can you fathom <laughs> So yeah, ever since ever since Child Love and Hip Hop, when she tossed that drink in his face and he like just kind of casually pushed her in that little waiting pool, I was like, y'all have got to break up right now. <laughs> y'all don't have no business being together. When he had them children on stage at the verses, remember oh, that? <laughs> I forgot he was there. That baby is like sleep. <laughs> Ray J got him on his hip trying to do one wish. <laughs> Trying being the key word. <laughs> Would have left that nigga in. So, okay, good luck to Princess and her yeah. kids. Yeah. Gorgeous mm-hmm. kids. Portia's. Of course. Portia's, <laughs> Portia's filed for divorce um, from the uh, Nigerian man, Simon. Simon is not the hot dog man. The hot dog man. Remember, Portia was dating like some hot dog mogul? Portia was what? husband. Wasn't she dating the hot dog? See, the people who watch. No, you could be right. Okay. (laughs) I I don't think Simon is the Porsche hot dog man. The only niggas I can hot dog boyfriend right there. Hot. No, that was Dennis. Dennis is the hot dog man. I remember Dennis' famous hot dog restaurant, but I don't remember anything else. I only right now can think of Cordell and this nigga. Yeah. Well, there was another one in between Cordell yeah, and Simon. That's Yeah, that's because one thing about Portia, this bitch do not stay single for long. Not very long, no. 
It don't matter. <laughs> Marriage, dating, whatever it is. Drop one nigga, another one is lining up to be with Portia. So, True. good for her. Um, but yeah, she filed a divorce. They were married for only 15 months. Rumors have been circulating about Simon's visits and status. But a source said the divorce is unrelated to that. I did read that he allegedly said he believes that she just married him for his money. <laughs> I'm like, no I'm shit. Done, nigga. Oh my god. <laughs> is that? I mean, and remember that wedding? Remember all? It was so lavish, and everything just looked so expensive. It looked like they had, you know, spared absolutely no expense. But when it came out that. His company was getting sued or he was in some kind of trouble with the law, something re- something relating to his businesses and all that. I said, it won't be no more than 72 hours before Portia <laughs> puts out an Instagram press release, a notes at iOS press release talking about how she is no longer with this man. No, um, thank you. And, you know, wish me the best of luck as I move on with my life. So... Period. Man, I and that's exactly what she did. I think it was again. the next thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but I wouldn't right. be surprised. But look at Portia. She is beautiful, and she lives in Atlanta. Them niggas want her real bad. So, like, <sighs> yeah, she said she told him not to destroy the financial records. Like, what? What are you saying? And she's going back to, to Housewives our next season as well. So this will be. Involved in that, she'll go back to scooping up them Bravo checks, get whatever the fuck off of this lick, and then go back to dating in Atlanta, nigga, mm-hmm. probably. I have no mouth for Portia. I'm sorry. Like, I, this, uh, this upsets me none at all. Uh, <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel no types away about this, Portia. But mm. yeah, it's almost just like when um Howard the Duck left that man on Potomac and he was like, Oh, I feel like ever since the business, the chiropractic business went under, she left me because my money wasn't no fucking shit. Exactly, nigga. Exactly. Look at her and then look at you. What do you think? No shade. Not even saying you're ugly, but look at her and then look at you. Right. What did you think? She's 42. You're 55. This woman is a star on a hit reality TV show. She has a certain image to keep up. Absolutely. She married you for your money. Of course she did. You can be nice to look at. And still, I'm here for the bucks. Do you know how much hair alone costs me? Come on, be serious. And that's hair, makeup, styling. No, Did you just text me a Shein link? Now, you know I don't do that. You know I don't do that. Don't fuck uh, me. That's fine. The lawyer's on the other line. I, we're, <laughs> you'll be served in no less than four hours. I did not pay for these titties to put them in <laughs> shit. I'm just I saying. I did not do that. <laughs> Ooh, the girls are ruthless. <laughs> Good for her, though. I'm all for that. I am all for it. Take these niggas' money and leave. You know what you're doing. And y'all be trying to manipulate these women in the, mm-hmm. the same thing as well because you have the money and you know that you have like like that type of power and influence because of the money. Whoops, what do you know? You don't have the money anymore? Why the fuck would I let you say anything to me anymore? Like, we know right. what this is giving. And why are y'all being delusional about what is actually going For on what? with these relationships? For what? Like, 
How are you going to tell us now, oh, I feel like she was only in it for the money? You knew that then. You knew that then. You knew that the entire time y'all were dating. And I, I think don't. it was some mess on the show because he used to be married to some other girl on yes. the I think that's the same nigga. Yeah. So it was a bunch of mess about how you going to steal your friend's man. I or forgot something like about that. this. Yes. Like, nigga, you knew this about her from the beginning. Nothing is new. So let's not act like you just got here yesterday. And you had no idea that beautiful women marry rich men for their money. Like, let's just, let's not do that. Same reason you wanted her because of how fucking gorgeous she is. She wanted you because of how fucking thick your bank account was. That's that's how it works. It's simple math. Thick for thick. Like, let's just be... Thick on thick. Like Not we can't. It's Briggs giving thick to thick. Yes. New new grinder. Big thick table. <laughs> All right. Now it's getting gross. Yeah, let's just move on. Um, Marlo Hampton's not returning to the show. Oh no. That's probably good. Um, I don't I haven't read anything about this latest Diddy update. I know that he is apparently being sued by a former male employee. Uh, for sexual harassment or something, I believe I'm reading here. Producer, mm-hmm. producer's name is Rodney Jones, Lil Rod. He's accusing Diddy of sexually harassing, drugging, and threatening him over more than a year. But then I heard that there's like a whole, like he has like a, a bunch of, I don't know. I had to like look into this thing because there's apparently like, other accusations, like new accusations mm-hmm. yeah. from a number of people. Um, but obviously this one is like pinged on pages because it's a man. Yeah. And I mean, I haven't read it either. It's 73 pages. And like I said, I have school. Like if I don't have time for research, I don't have time for a 73 page lawsuit. But it's also notable, not just because <laughs> this is a man, but because it also names Justin Combs, who is Diddy's son, his chief of staff. Right. Staff. Um, and then, you know, a bunch of people involved with the label and music, that sort of thing. And like, like they try to get niggas on a Rico type of thing. So that's, I think, what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That it's like, it na- like I think, yeah, this yeah. brings up a lot of names besides just Puffy. Right. But right. yeah, I haven't right. really gotten into uh, the, I need a potato sounds like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he like, does, he says that he has. Hours and hours of video and audio of Diddy and other people doing very illegal, very immoral things. Um, And so I know for a lot of you, I know for a lot of you, I'll just, I won't say the slur I wanted to say. (laughs) (laughs) But for a lot of people... The the reason this is like something to talk about is because it's a man. And it's like, yeah. I want y'all to stop caring more about niggas being gay or bi or down low or whatever than you care about niggas raping and assaulting and drugging and coercing. I'll be nice. Like, those things are so much worse. Like, they, they actually are bad, illegal, immoral things to do, whereas being gay or bi is just who you are and... If everything Diddy ever did with a nigga was consensual, I would have absolutely no problem with it. Hello. So it's the it's the it's giving the laced beverages to people in, who come to parties at your houses, including underage girls in this shit. It's 
pressuring Hello? people to do sexual things that they don't. Physical and sexual, emotional abuse, violence. That is what I care about. I just wish the shade room, people who follow the shade room, I wish they cared about those same things. It, all, it reminds me a little too about Dwight Howard. Oh, yes. And all that and those controversy about Dwight Howard. Like, mm-hmm. Who? Dwight Howard? Oh, he's always knew Dwight Howard was gay. But confirms <sighs> that he's not mm-hmm. straight, right? Straight. Mm-hmm. And But like that's the topic and people yep. fully skip over like the violent having somebody yep dressed up as a woman and coming in and coercing you into having sex and t- like this those are the bad things the bad being things. gay is not the bad thing <laughs> i just want niggas to get that through their hands <laughs> i don't care if that nigga is gay all of hollywood could be gay i don't care it's the nasty shit y'all do that is the problem the shit y'all do with kids that's the problem not being gay being gross (laughs) (sighs) okay and i don't understand my like even when you're talking about people of age or over the age of consent or whatever the fuck like there's so many freaks like, why do you have to Who would to try love to do whatever nasty shit you want to do? All kinds. Just go on Twitter. They are everywhere. <laughs> You'll be like, anybody want to play booty hole beer pong? Somebody will say, I'm fleeted and seated. Let's go. Shooting a ping pong ball. That's right. And trying to land it in as a cup of beer. That is the game I just invented. And somebody wants to do it. Okay, so listen, right? I I don't think I've ever requested this. I don't even know that many of you have actually done it. Animators, I'm speaking to you. No, don't do that. Please. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't have the people use their talents for that. Please. If anyone out there is interested and then what this bitch is saying, I would truly, truly appreciate it. All right. Booty hole uh-huh. beer pong. Anyway, you're, yes. This is the point. <laughs> there was, are adults. That was a lot. There are adults who want to do play whatever it. freaky shit you can, whatever yes. bodily fluids you want to get into. Girl, there are probably, consenting adults who want to do all that shit. They probably already play fucking booty hole beer pong down at Mickey's and WeHo on Thursdays and I just don't know. They probably do that shit at Hot Dog Sunday. They probably do. <laughs> like, that's like, I don't understand. Like, all you gotta do is check ID at the door. People that want to have sex, you know? Man, because for them, it's not really about the sex. It's about the it's power about and the control. Power. It's about oh the God, ability girl, yes. to manipulate and coerce people. And that's why y'all belong in jail. That's why. Not for being gay. Not for liking niggas and girls at the same time. People have threesomes all the time. It's not about the orientation. It's not even necessarily about the acts. It's about what you did to do those acts. It's like after it's a about, while. That is what it's about. It like. I, to them, just having sex with people who want to have sex with you is, like, boring. Like, like they, what else Like, they have to, right. Bitch, they nothing. They have to try have... to exercise their power through every way they can, <laughs> you know? Ugh, ugh, ugh. I, I don't... Like, I don't ever want to be so rich or famous that I see somebody super fine 
adult, like over 30, who wants to have sex with me. And I'm like, mm, not really thrilling enough. Maybe if you were 16 and I could like lure you into the back of my truck, that would be a lot more fun. Like, I don't know what happens to y'all when y'all get this rich or this famous. Like, I don't know what happens to niggas when they reach a certain level of success or power that all of a sudden, just somebody being fine and grown is not good enough for you. But I don't ever want to get to that point. I honestly think that for a lot of powerful niggas, it has to do with proximity to whiteness. Like, powerful whiteness Ooh. and privilege. If Harvey Weinstein like, can do it, I can do it? Literally that. Like, Damn! There's so much of it. Think about niggas who be like, who openly admit that they fuck white women because it makes them feel like reparation. You know what I mean? Like how niggas oh be talking God. about. That's so stupid. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I think that mm-hmm. it's just like yeah. there is a part of some niggas who are who have witnessed or are aware of rich, powerful white men doing whatever the fuck they want. And getting away with it and it being part of their personality. A lot of them don't even really hide it very well. You know, so it's just like, these motherfuckers over here can have wild, illegal, <laughs> evil sex with people. Why, why can't I? Why can't I do it? Um, I feel like that Ugh. has something to do with some of it and why we keep getting into this world. And even niggas who you know, our regular people living paycheck to paycheck are like, well, you should have said something 10 years ago. Like, what are you... Why do you... It's not how you're not even works, struggling but... to believe that <clears throat> someone like this could do this thing because you watch <clears throat> them tell strangers know. to walk <clears throat> from, like, Times Square or wherever to Brooklyn for a slice of cheesecake. So you don't even have struggle believing that this person is horrible. <clears throat> but... Even this lawsuit, this was a years ago. This was from September 2022 to November 2023. That was three months ago. Right. So even that argument of like, well, why are you just not bringing it up? is like, first of all, you don't know how this works. And <laughs> you really can't speak to somebody's state of mind as to like when they decide to report. And especially when you're coming up against somebody with as much power as Diddy, especially if you're trying to be in the industry, it's very easy for somebody like him to have you blackballed, blacklisted, whatever else. So all of that aside, this this was just a few weeks ago that this ended. So, yeah, let people tell their stories and let's see what comes out in court. Let's see what comes out in the wash. But it's too many. It's too many people who have been saying the same shit about Diddy. It's like the jokes and the comments yeah. people have made that just flew under the radar for years. It's like Hannibal Burris when he said something about Bill Cosby. He was like, "Not y'all making me the poster boy for this. <laughs> y'all been doing this shit like this nigga talked about it in his own stand up." So right. Yeah, it, you know, it may just be that Cassie was the person that everybody decided to take seriously and that has started this avalanche of other people feeling brave enough to talk about what happened to them. But I say the more the merrier. If you have been victimized by these niggas and you feel like you can say something, please do. Please do. And don't let the shade room stop you. Oh, boy. That's it for topics today. I was going to talk about Tiffany Haddish, but... <laughs> Oh, that dumb bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I can't believe I used to root for her. This whole, like, her ridiculousness is funny. (laughs) Like, it's 
it because it's so stupid. Like I, I don't know, man. I'm not just like, like, what are you talking? Y'all just Google it. Let's move on. Take a break. Right. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts we're back it's I, time i forgot that i usually do that. <laughs> like are you gonna say it and then you said it okay we're back it's time for your listener letters Yes, it is send your questions to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show uh let's see hmm <clears throat> where where do I go here? Where? Here we go. Let's this letter comes from Poison Him. <laughs> okay. And Poison Him says, "Hey, Kif, you're in Crystal. You've been bringing up red flags a lot recently, and I'm literally at my wit's end right now. What is the best way to support victims of abuse? A friend of mine just seems like she'll never see things for what they are, and I find myself getting increasingly frustrated with her as the years go by." This close friend of over 10 years has been in an abusive relationship for around the same amount of time. This man has abused her physically, emotionally, verbally, and now financially. He has sucked all the life and energy out of her. She complains to me often about him, how tired she is, and how numb she is. When she does, I bash him, and I tell her in so many ways that she deserves better and this is not normal. But then in the next breath, she defends him or says that things aren't that bad or says that he's so sweet sometimes. We talk primarily over text, so her normal tactic is to ignore what I say about him or change the topic to something distracting. When we were younger and in college, I admittedly was on a bit of a self-discovery journey myself, so I didn't notice all the clues. 
I just assumed she'd break up with him, and I continued to hope she would until she started having kids, which locked her down even further in my eyes. Now, as a 37-year-old woman, I've tried in multiple ways to help her get a job to restore her confidence and sense of independence, but she shoots down all of my attempts. In the past, I've cut off friends in abusive situations because I got frustrated with their refusal to listen or at least lead with logic. Although I don't necessarily regret it for my own sanity, I do sometimes wonder if they're okay and whether they eventually saw the light. This relationship is very valuable to me, though. So, what can I do to actually help? Should I just stand by and let this happen? Thanks, Team Poison Him. So, I think we know how she wishes (laughs) she could solve this problem. And honestly, don't blame you. Like that. That's what happened. <laughs> um, fuck, man. I don't know. This sucks because the reasons, like, I believe that you kind of dipped into some of the reasons that I would struggle with cutting that person off. Mm-hmm. I would be concerned <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can also only do so much mm-hmm. as the person who's not in the relationship. So it's really tricky. Like, I don't know. I feel like I would <laughs> constantly be trying to get this person help. Like, mm-hmm. I think, like, professional help, like, you know, with a mm-hmm. actual licensed therapist, psychiatrist, whatever. Um, Because they, although I'm therapied down. Mm -hmm. Does not make you a therapist, Lord, no. No (laughs) where near. (laughs) (laughs) I can simply be an advocate for it because it helps me tremendously. Um, I might even like find my my bitch like the name and number call this one oh oh yeah you know what i mean but oh and other than that i feel like i would just be aggressively uh what's the word i would be aggressive with my disdain towards this person Mm -hmm. assuming you're ever in the same place at the same time Mm-hmm. Which it doesn't sound like they might be. Since yeah, that's pri- it. They primarily just text, so. Because <clears throat> I would be ready to be like, oh, right, we're struggling with, um, we're struggling with being a victim, being in this situation, and getting out of this situation as many mm-hmm. victims of abuse do. I've said things. Uh, uh, I've suggested things. Mm-hmm. Why not just why not just right over there? Why not just right over there after the sun sets in a in a dark hoodie? Why not just maybe just place a little poison in <laughs> just a little sprinkling a little dab of poison <laughs> and it's protein powder. Let me just listen. We can hate Earl this situation. <laughs> Goodbye, Earl. Maybe just a little diary. Sometimes. No, I don't know, man. I would be ready to, like, every day I'd be like, um, Monique and, and Two can play that game. You want me to handle this for you? 
You just say the word and I will take care of this for you. I will do this, bitch. You want me to? Like, I will. Mm-hmm. What are your ideas? What are your thoughts? Well, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I want to say first that I really understand poison him. I wish you had given us a different name, but I wish. <laughs> um, I want to say that I understand the frustration here because don't nobody want to see their friend go through a bunch of bullshit over and over and over again. Like you want the best for your friend. But I think a lot of times our first instinct is not necessarily what is best for the person in that situation. Like we want to cuss that nigga out, tell you how trashy is garbage. Like, girl, why are you here? Why are you with him? But what people tend to actually need is kind of the opposite of that. More of a validation of their experiences and making them feel like somebody sees them and understands what they're going through. So, like, she tells you about, you said financial abuse. I'm not sure what that means exactly. Maybe he's taking over her bank accounts or something. Um, and, and so... I mean, the financial abuse could be a, a billion different things. There's so many different ways to do something like that. But like True. reassuring her that, you know, you don't deserve this. Not your man is trash. And if I could kill him myself in this moment, I would, which may be actually how you feel and would solve the problem. It would. But also create lots of new ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, the murdering of him are the same that you would prefer to murder. Well, no, the actual murdering of him oh, does open that that creates a whole nother. Yeah, that murder. And um, and like you said, like you've told her before, girl, this nigga, why? Like, and when he complains, you are like, this nigga is trash. And then she's like, Oh, well, it's not that bad. He's my man, blah, blah, blah. So maybe try switching it up and instead of bashing him when she complains being like oh my god girl that sounds like such hell i'm sorry you're going through that like oof, this is you know not trying to push no buttons or nothing but this is you look up abuse and this everything you talking to me about that like that's right there like love you genuinely want the best for you and and it's important to have an understanding of like the fucked up position they are in you feeling a lot of different things at the same time. They want to believe that things will get better. They really do love this man or they have a certain amount of history. Sometimes he's great. Sometimes he's not. They, it's easy for people who have been stuck in this cycle. Like you said, she's been with this man for almost 10 years. So she's used to the cycle at this point. And when you when people do leave abusive partners, that is when they are most at risk for something even worse happening. Like, the fear that he will come after you and kill you if you leave, that's real. A lot of people do that. That really happens. Sometimes they think it's the abuse is their fault. They think they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Once they have kids, it's a matter of, oh, I'm staying for the kids. Sometimes it's, I feel like my children need their dad in their life. Sometimes it's, I don't, I want people to think that I have the perfect family, that it's me and my husband and our children, and we're living this white picket fence lifestyle. It could be pressure from her other family. It could be religious beliefs. It could be that she don't have great self-esteem, self-confidence. She won't have the support for herself and her kids. Like you said, you're trying to help her get a job. Wait, you did say you're trying to help her get a job. So, so then the financial abuse is not really him abusing her for her money, but maybe limiting her access to money. Possibly. That sort of thing. So. The the goal here for the abuser is to cut off everybody who cares about this girl and get right. her completely isolated. And it sounds like 
he's almost at that point when it comes to you. So, I, but also I get like how hard it is to see a friend be in this situation. So I would try, like you said, the offer of like finding a therapist or, you know, something like that, support groups. Um, that is a great idea. If she asks you for some specific amount of help or help in some certain way, um, definitely I would be open for that. There's hotlines. The National Domestic Violence Hotline is there. Um, and helping her, if she's willing to have the conversation, helping her figure out, like, what she can do. Like, if things get super bad, like, what can you say to me on the phone that won't necessarily um, tip him off? But I will know that something is really wrong. You're, like, in imminent danger. So uh, there's a few things you can do, but I think overall what I want y'all to really focus on is, like, trying to support and validate somebody who is in a really tough position. And that's hard to do because most of us have been raised with a girl, bash Mr. Head open and think about heaven later type of mentality, which again, I'm not totally against. Like, I want abusers to have the worst things happen to him, but we don't live in a world where justice works like that. Like, you could you could do a Medea and throw grits on that nigga's face, boiling grits on him, right? You could do that. But in the real world, it's not going to be a laugh track that come on and then everybody go to the church and talk about how great Jesus is. In the real world, that man could go right to the police and say, look what my wife did to me. And now you're in jail. (sighs) Things don't work out in real life like they do on TV or in the movies. So, again, try not to tell her how terrible her husband is. Focus on, girl, this treatment from anybody is unacceptable, husband or not. It's not okay for you to be, you know, abused in this way, in multiple ways, especially over the course of the year and, and or years. And don't, um, don't minimize, like, whatever fears she might have about leaving the marriage. Because I think maybe the 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 reason y'all are not even getting to the point where she can talk about, oh, well, I would like to leave, but this, or, you know, maybe it's not getting there because when she brings up what happens, you kind of immediately put her into defense mode. Not deliberately, but, you know, psychologically, this is what happens. Yeah, you're right. So try to be patient, even though this is a situation that is very, very difficult to be patient in. Definitely don't go, like, putting your finger in his face, talking about touch my friend again, they're going to see what happened. Like, all of that usually just makes things worse for the person that you are trying to protect. Yeah. So, you know, draw your boundaries. I understand if you can't be available 24-7 for whatever this person might be going through. I fully get it. But when you are able to be a friend, just try to focus on being that listening ear who is making it clear to her that what you care about and what you value more than anything else is her life, her happiness, her safety. And again, this behavior is unacceptable from anybody. Mm. But ultimately, you know, you can do those things and she might still stay. Right. And you could, it, it could be the case where you pull up in with a van and throw her ass in the back and you got a whole new set of documents, like you got new ID and cash and we finna go live in a house and 
fucking rural Maine or some shit, and she might still go back. So do what you can, but try to lead with love instead of the very righteous anger that you feel. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a great point. Like it's just, it's just will, it's, but, if you're I mean, trying to be effective. Mode. Yeah, if you're actually trying to be effective, those are the ways that tend to help. But a lot of people don't do that because, first of all, they don't know that, and secondly, it takes a lot. <laughs> it takes a lot to be kind and gentle and patient and understanding when your friend is like, yeah, this nigga is knocking me around and he said I couldn't go nowhere. I had to go grocery shopping. He gave me $50 and said make it enough. It's and, not yes, like the natural reaction it is. to be like... Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. So, uh, best of luck poison him, please. <laughs> Just call her Pete. I mean, once again, I'm not mad at this name because I fully I understand. <laughs> I understand the inclination, but... Um, try to try to keep showing up for your friend because I bet she's lost a lot of friends over these past 10 years. Fair. I bet she has. A lot of people have been like, ooh, I can't take this. I'm out. Um, and that's what he wants. Yeah. He wants her to have no one. So if you can still be there for her, um, do that. And I'll be, you know, praying for the best for your friend in this situation. Because, like, again, she could leave and he could still come after her and kill her. It, it happens all the time. That's true. It's important to remember that as fucked up as this situation is, she is still the victim in this situation. Right. So best of luck to you both um, in oh, trying to figure oh, it out. Man. Yes, we're running short on time, so we're going to end it there for this week. But if you have a question for us, send it on over to gmail.com and we'll be right back. Be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace's leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Okay, we're back. And it is time for the read. Mm -hmm. uh, I will begin. I kind of teased 
mine a bit earlier. And this was uh, something I discussed on the episode that was cursed. Uh, so I'm going to oh, revisit yes. it. It's in Teclon. Um, multiple award-winning um, It Girl, Io Debris, was the host of SNL a few weeks ago. And um, great for her. The doll is eating a Dutch, having a great time. You know, she's in a season. Deserve it. Uh, I believe Jennifer Lopez was performing that week on the, the same episode. She was a musical guest. I won't get started. But, um... <laughs> oh, yes! Oh, I remember now. Okay. Oh, God. That audio, man. Okay. RIP to that SD card. But anyway, go ahead. Because you're read? Nigga. And I'll never do it again. I don't even remember it fully, but... <laughs> that really I dragged that bitch to mad. pieces. <laughs> okay. She Anyways. It. She did. Um... So yeah, Ayo Debbie was hosting SNL. Jennifer Lopez was there to perform music for some reason. And then, uh, I guess y'all, the internet, were like, heard, heard. one time Ayo uh, Debbie said this about Jennifer Lopez. Isn't that fucking crazy, J-Lo? And I guess she said something about like, J-Lo being, or her career being a scam. Or, so I don't even know what the joke was, but um, I don't have issue with it. However, I guess someone who did take issue with it is Jennifer Lopez. Either way, she then told Variety that um, during the SNL shoot, Ayo came to her room and had, like, tears in her eyes. And she was just, she's, like, super apologetic. And she was just came to me crying. And she felt so bad because she heard me during the sound check. And she was... And I was like... On Black History Month, you decided, you, a grown 50-whatever-titty woman who has had fame and success since I was a literal child, felt like you would go to a huge entertainment publication and tell them that this lady basically, what, came and bent the knee? When she's like, like, what was your, what was the point of that? First of all, Mm -hmm. addressing fan chatter and fuckery to Variety to me is Jennifer Lopez is kind of strange. But even if they were like, hey, you know, there's this shit going around on TikTok about that thing that I owed everyone said about you. Do you have anything to comment? You could have simply left it at, oh, she actually came to my dressing room uh, that day and we spoke about it and, you know, everything's cool. God bless her. You know, moving on in a new album in stores now. No, you wanted to paint it as if, like, the girlies really shouldn't come from my career. And they know that now because even <laughs> she came to my dressing room and she was bawling out her black eyeballs. And she was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, Jennifer, I heard you at soundcheck and you were just angelic. And I had no... Girl! What was the point? What were you trying to accomplish by, like, attempting to sun this girl to variety? Mm-hmm. 
about your singing career. Right. Change the fact that most of us don't believe that you can sing. And nothing will change that. Because you can't, you cannot. You're not horrible. You're not true. Mm-hmm. You're not completely worthless at making music. You have. No. Mm-hmm. Also grown as fuck. And you have been making music for a long, long time. Where's the skin skinning? At this point, as I said, it should you should be accustomed to seeing comments from wherever the fuck about people saying, I don't understand what the doll is doing with a microphone in her mouth and music playing. You should be, because that has happened for decades. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why you felt like taking this girl who's having a great time, who's like really worked hard and is like breaking through and doing all of this other stuff and trying to be like, well, she came crying to me because she said, I heard you sing waiting for tonight. And I don't know what the fuck my negress nerve was when I... Let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'll be lined up for whatever Iowa Debris has coming next, genuinely. You couldn't pay me to go and watch the Lopez concert. <laughs> she and put out that movie on something. I'm not looking at that. And I, and here's the thing. I'm sure it's probably a great show, singing aside. Because Jennifer Lopez is gorgeous. Jennifer Lopez has, like, usually great outfits and stuff like that. Sage costumes. And that lady can dance. She can dance. Right? Um... I'm not interested in that. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in that. I'd rather watch Enough 2 or whatever she's going to be in movie-wise because that's where I usually get my J-Lo life. Come on, Enough 2. <laughs> like, you're still getting put in pitches. You're still able to put uh, music out. You got back with this white man. Like, what's the issue? Why are you trying to, like, shit on the girls? I'm not for it. I'm never going to be for it, girly. Mm-hmm. You ain't satisfied. You ain't satisfied. You are a backup dancer on In Living Color. And Puffy was like, girl, you should actually be Celine Dion. And ever since then, anybody who was like, that nigga lied to you, it's a pro- they're a villain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And listen, I know that she, like, Stevie Mackey, one of the, like, best, if not best, most famous vocal coaches works with her, I think, regularly. Uh, so she's trying her best. Sure. You know, but then you can't just put a voice in you. (laughs) So, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I respect that. I respect that. That's more than a lot of uh, singers and pop stars are doing. But, sweetie. What, trying? Yeah, like, actually, but there are a lot of uh, motherfuckers that can't sing and don't care. Oh, yeah. A lot of technology will just do the work for you and nobody really, Mm -hmm. especially in pop. That's true. Yeah. She really wants to be considered like a singer. And you know what? God bless you. God does not give with both hands. He gave you beauty. (laughs) He gave you movies. Dancing ability. Dancing ability. You're an entertainer for sure. A big old iconic ass. Mm -hmm. You are an entertainer. You really do have bops too. Like you don't have to be a vocalist to have great songs. I'm just saying. So I don't understand why the fuck you felt like you needed to go anywhere and describe somebody as coming to you with tears in their eyes about what they once said about your music career that is truly not phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Like, even as far as pop stars go. So, I wasn't feeling that. And still, God bless yeah. her, I don't have no issues with the lady. Like, y'all said she, she should have gotten an Oscar nomination for Hustlers. I don't know why. So, I'm okay, in that movie. No, 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 I did. I have no. heard that numerous times to the point where I'm like, I guess I'll watch the stripper movie. Because Absolutely y'all not. have been <laughs> blasting it, saying that that lady shouldn't be at the Oscars over it. And I'm not even going to say, because she, I think she can act. But yeah, it's good. I liked it, but Oscar, no. I'm gonna go watch it at some point. Okay, but I wasn't feeling that. I thought that that was gross and unnecessary. All you had to say, if you said anything, girl, was we talked, cleared it up, sweet girl. Next, Mm -hmm. you wanted to paint this whole narrative because you're insecure about your singing ability. Well, I mean, and you should be. I don't care. You can work with the best vocal coaches in the world. Can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. You can carry a tune, and that's good enough. It really is good it's enough. So good enough. <laughs> it always has been. It always has been good enough. But we put you in the room with some bitches with real throats, and you will disappear. And you know that. And she can still sell out, like a ring. Man, people. So I don't, was it never enough? Beast. Is it? Is it <laughs> never enough? She can still move numbers. Mm-hmm. So what's the problem? Oh, child, we'll never know. Girl, keep that little girl name out your mouth and any other black girl who told a fucking joke furthermore on Black History Month. Move around. Next. Oh. Is, are you done? Was it no, just that one? Okay, okay. I thought you were saying next. Like, I got a list. No, 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 no. I could have done Madonna, but maybe some other time. Oh, for the Luther Vandross thing. Because what? Oh, man. I forgot about that. Okay, so fuck Madonna for that Luther Vandross (laughs) thing. How you just going to put me in your AIDS memorial service when... I I don't know what Luther died of, but it wasn't openly... Okay, so AIDS was not part of the conversation, either publicly at least, at all. So why you did that, I don't know. What the fuck were you thinking? How? What the fuck were you thinking? Okay, so fuck that. And similarly, fuck Monique. I'm not going to do the whole thing I did before because I really, I don't know. I think I probably spent like 15 minutes on this lady last time. And we don't have that No, you today, dragged. But... It was, oh, man. I'm going to stop talking about it because people get mad. Um, <clears throat> oh. But, uh. Go route. Oh, my God. I just thought about it. It was your SD card that got corrupted, not mine. Yeah. So I might be able to pull that audio from I'm somewhere. I'm telling you. You just want to okay. hear me. <laughs> that's fine. Oh. Okay, anyways, coming back to the Monique situation, um, her son did another TikTok after she posted those screenshots of the messages between them. And he was like, really? You posted screenshots from texts that are three years old it, because you think something is wrong with me mentally? Like, normally, if you think somebody is having a mental breakdown, you wouldn't try to humiliate them publicly. You would, you know, call them, reach out, see if they're good, if you can do something like that's what somebody who actually gives a fuck would do. Monique went on stage, I guess because she's part of Cat Williams' tour. Maybe this was her own show. I don't really know. But she went on stage after that and talked about how she met an old woman in the airport who was like, so yeah, I saw them TikToks of your son and I just want to say, fuck them kids. And they grown fuck now. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck, yeah. So that's she said that's what that old lady said. But then she was like really leaning into the whole fuck that nigga yeah. thing. Yes. She said it over so, again in her own yeah, I know y'all didn't hear it, but one of the main points I was making when I did this before was that 
Everything about Monique's actions back up what her son has been saying about her. <laughs> Every fucking thing. If it and wasn't if your response, before, like, <laughs> if you didn't see it before, Monique getting on stage and saying "fuck that nigga" to a crowd full of people about her own son. About her son. I just, I almost said I can't believe it, but I actually can. This is textbook horrible parent. <laughs> that was so gross. You're so bad at this. You're really bad at being a mother. God damn. That was so gross. And, uh, and the person in the background of this video, whoever recording it, is fully in agreement. like, yeah, yeah. the kids. They grown now. Blah, blah, blah. What are we talking Okay. I, so you also were raised by terrible people. And you learned that you grown now so holding them accountable doesn't count anymore being able to say how you feel and them actually being responsible for what they do doesn't matter anymore that's not how that goes the only thing that changes when you become grown is that now you're responsible for your own healing your own well-being like you have to take that into your own hands which is exactly what it seems that he did by going to therapy and distancing himself from this bitch right your behavior shows (laughs) us why he felt the need to do it god damn Grace. Horrible mother. Monique is a chop. I said that on, and the thing I said about it too that was like, so first of all, I've said how much I love Monique throughout the length of this podcast mm-hmm. and how much yeah, of yeah. a huge inspiration she has been to me. Um, but the thing about this that I said when we talked about it last time that was so gross is that like, she leads everything with this faith, like, I love us for real, and I love mm-hmm. us, and love, yeah. love, 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 love. Then you hear your son speaking genuinely and earnestly about how he feels mm-hmm. uh, your your relationship has gone and the ways that you have fallen short, and your response to that was, fuck that nigga on a stage. Like, so, okay, yeah, so you're, you're terrible, and you refuse to take any accountability mm-hmm. of the ways you mm-hmm. even admit. Yep. That you fell that short. you failed him. What the fuck right. are we talking about, lady? I'd rather you just People... make fun of Oprah. Like, this is, this ain't, you're not, right. it's not Go giving. back to dragging Oprah and Tyler Perry, because this shit, shit with your son is absolutely where you lose me. It's yeah. where you lose me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Trash. And finally, another quick one that I just wanted to cuss out real quick. Charles Barkley, you big dumb idiot. What did he do? <laughs> Charles Barkley was on CNN with Gail King. Now, why that happened is another excellent question. Why do y'all keep bringing in people who put... Charles Barkley belongs on Inside the NBA on TNT TNT Thursday nights. That's where he belongs. Right. (laughs) Sitting up there with Ernie and Shaq. Right. (laughs) Making basketball jokes, talking about basketball. Well, Charles Barkley do not belong on CNN talking to Nikki Haley about her presidential campaign. No, no, thank you. (laughs) Oh, no. The way you're like, immediately, no. My nigga. This video starts off with Charles Barkley saying to Nikki Haley, I'm dying to vote for you. (laughs) I would love to vote for you. But what you said, that hurt me when you said that the United States is not a racist country. That hurt me. So I would love for you to clarify that. And then Nikki Haley goes into her whole, oh, I didn't say that America doesn't have racism. Of course we do. I'm saying that America is 
you know, not a racist country. Yes, we have racism, but we're not a racist country. And if we tell our black and brown kids that this is a racist country, then they're going to grow up believing that they can't ever do anything and they can't succeed. So I don't believe in telling kids that because like if my mom had told me that when I was growing up and I wasn't white enough for white people and not black enough for black people, then I would I would have grown up thinking that I just was worthless and could never be. Bitch. Okay, so. Shout out to Gail King, who actually has a job and is good at this. And Gail was like, OK, I mean, let's stop right there, because to be very clear, you did indeed say these things like you said America has never been racist. And then she came back with, uh, well, I just think, you know, the premise of America was not to be racist. You what? know, like the premise of America was not to be racist. We are talking about the same United States of America that white people colonized, slaughtered the natives who lived here, stole black people from their homes, brought them over here, and enslaved them for several hundred years to build this bitch up. The premise of this country is not said out of her mouth. The present, the premise of the Wizard of Oz was not to go home. Like, what the fuck? That was the whole story. It was actually about? about Ruby slippers and how important it is to clack them together. <laughs> so, no houses falling. You just extremely slippery. You could. So, <laughs> Nikki Haley, you're a, you're a Republican Indian woman who is trying desperately. The fact that we're not calling you Nimrata is all that I need to know, really, when it comes to you. So, that happened. The, the whole conversation happened. And again, after I saw that, after, she, you know, she tried to come back and was like, I'm just trying to say, I don't think our founders wanted us to have a racist country. Like the founders are literally. Nikki, are you are you OK? <coughs> are you awake? I think they said that every man was created with life, liberty and pursuit of happiness. And, you know, getting America there is a work in progress. But the, the basis isn't that we were racist. Bitch, it wasn't. It did not, that didn't even include, black people were not even considered human. Right. We were not even included. Black men, because black women aren't even people. part of this conversation. Right. Black men weren't even considered men. They literally meant white men with money, white men with property. Like, yeah. those are the people who deserve life and liberty and pursuit of happiness. The rest of us can get fucked. That was the premise from the beginning. What are you, you talking it. about, you we dumb bitch? What a like, but what? I expect Nikki Haley to say dumb yeah. shit because yeah. this is yeah. who she is. Right. Charles and I'm, I'm honestly, Charles Barkley, not he's never given Rhodes Scholar. But yeah. <laughs> I'm dying to vote for you. Governor, I'm dying to vote for you. That didn't gag me. <laughs> like I'm not what? Why, my nigga? Why are you dying to vote for her? Because Charles Barkley. Because I'm 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 one hundred percent sure. Charles Barkley is worried about taxes. More than anything else, Charles Barkley is worried about his money. And maybe because Nikki Haley is, of course, she's pro-life. She's very much against abortion, but she's not co-signing this national abortion ban that the Republicans want to do. And, you know, so, but this... Those little th- that little thing is enough for people to call Nikki Haley moderate. Yeah. And so a lot of people, especially black people who really want to be conservative. Yeah. They're like, I can't I really can't vote for Trump. Like, it's too bad. The, 
this nigga has stepped in it way too deep. I can't publicly say that. So I'll pretend like this bitch is somehow better when I just couldn't believe Charles Barkley got on TV, on CNN, sitting next to Gail the King. <laughs> You've been lying to the king. Gail, we didn't even have to do that. But I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. I'm dying to vote for Nimrata. Why? <laughs> That doesn't get me as much. I as hate I, niggas. I, I, you know what? Yeah, I actually, I blame CNN. Because why did y'all have Charles Barkley on the program to talk about politics in the first goddamn place? You know what? The That's really the problem. The premise of Mia Popo was not to be back. I wouldn't know because the opening therapy scene, I had to cut it off. I watched zero seconds of that. The writing in the opening scene was so horrific. That I exited right out of that movie. I watched none of it. Congratulations to Kelly and Trevante. I don't even blame them. I know who to blame about this whole situation. Two of the most beautiful. Beautiful. And there's a sex scene. I want to see it, but I can't period. get through that movie. I cannot get through it. I, I know I'm not just capable. walking down to Ralph's. Oh, God. But I so, just won't do it. I'm not going to exactly. do it. So same way I don't blame Kelly and Trevante for that script. I don't blame Charles Barkley for saying something stupid on CNN. I mean, I'm pretty astonished that you said you were dying to vote for this woman. Like, I I really want your black ass to explain why that is. But this is CNN's fault for even giving you the space to say it. Conservative. (laughs) Why? But again, like, why are you that way? It's literally your money. It's literally your money. Yeah, no, fully. That's so, <laughs> so, yeah, Charles, again, inside the NBA, TNT Thursdays. Yes, That's where I want to hear Charles Barkley's opinions and absolutely nowhere else. Don't invite this nigga to do nothing that is not directly associated with basketball. We're still going to get you. used to Shay Shay. Like, <laughs> And I won't be doing that either. Y'all can't get me to watch these other interviews he's done with these little comic niggas that I don't know. I'm not watching that bullshit. Some, I, I don't care. That bitch, that is none of my business. None of them have been as, like, good as Kat, mm-hmm. obviously. Of and I think everyone's, like, they're obviously desperately mm-hmm. trying to keep up that momentum and, like, yeah. that tone because it did so incredible. But it did so incredible because Cat Williams Yes, not because all the work. Shannon Sharp was the interviewer. It was actually that it did well despite Shannon Sharp being the interviewer. 1,000%. It's important, an important uh, caveat to keep in mind. But people are going oh. to good for them. That's Okay. Well, that's it for me. And that will wrap up this week's episode of the show. Gentle reminder um, that I met Beyonce. So talk to me nice. Yes. Um, you can find us on social media at This Is The Read. Our website, thisistheread.com. Um, any other announcements from you before we head out? Um, follow me on twitch.tv slash Fury. That is Fury with one R. We struggle with that. Um, I understand. Mm-hmm. That's it. I think. All right. All right. All right. Take care of yourselves, beautiful people. We will see y'all next week. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. 
Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 